Welcome to the Sailing Doodles podcast. Just a quick note before this one starts. We had a few technical difficulties with the software on this, and we actually lost a channel or two just a few times during the episode. So a few times during the episode, you might only hear the left channel or the right channel, but for the most part, it's pretty good. We're really excited about this one, so enjoy it. Uh, It starts off talking about van life and stuff like that, but then it ends in sailing. So if you're interested in sailing or even van life, give this one a listen. Welcome to another edition of the Sailing Doodles podcast. This is episode number 10. I am Bobby. I'm Laura. And today we have a special, a couple of special guests with us today. We have Dylan McGaster. He has a, a YouTube vlog and a channel uh, about alternative living spaces. He's been doing it for quite a while and he's been sailing with us for a couple of days. So Yay. it's exciting to have him on. And of course, Rail is with us also. So, uh, but uh, so we all, before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors, of course, uh, Gulf Charters Thailand and Island Spirit Catamarans. You can check them out uh, in the show notes. We have a link there. And of course, you guys, the patrons, we wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. You can go to patreon.com slash sailing doodles and every little bit helps. And of course, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, please do that. You can just search YouTube for sailing doodles and that's us. All right. So let's kick this one off. There we go. We got a couple of beers going. Uh, well, welcome. Uh, we have Dylan and Rael. How you doing, guys? I'm doing well. Yeah? <laughs> there you go. Really good. Thank you. And uh, they've been sailing with us for a couple days. It's been really interesting getting to know you guys, and thank you for joining us. Yes, yes it's been fun. Yeah. So tell us a little about yourself. I mean, where are you from, and how old are you, and, and uh, kind of your, your background a little bit. Um, so I'm from Kansas City. Grew up in the Midwest uh, my whole life. Was born and raised in Olathe, Kansas. And started traveling a few years ago, started with backpacking and did some backpacking in South America, did about three months down there, then flew back to the East Coast and uh, lived in New York City for a month and then was like, oh, hey, I hate it here. Um, (laughs) And decided to go up to Massachusetts and work on a fishing boat for a couple weeks. And then I bought my van, Gladys in Maine. So I did six months of backpacking, then bought a van, and then um, started traveling in a van. Had been do- have been doing that for a year and let's say eight months, probably. Right. So, so tell us about that van. How did you find it and why a van? Well, Gladys has a name. I oh. mean, the van has a name, Gladys. <laughs> the van is a 1992 Chevy G20, and her name is Gladys, and she is maroon. And um, currently has just over 100,000 miles. I bought her with 65,000 miles on it. And I, when I bought Gladys, there was a wheelchair lift in the side door. <laughs> and then the rest was empty. And there was one chair in the back and then the two captain chairs up front. So I tore all of that out in like the old 90s upholstery. And there was like an old television, nice. you know, like a box one. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. An old they had like tel- shag carpet and everything in it? Uh, no shag carpet. Okay. They had already removed that so they could like haul oh. people with wheelchairs. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, but I mean, the, the walls were straight out of the 90s. The front, like the front dash area is still the original upholstery. Nice. So that's nice. Yeah. You got a good deal on it. Yeah. So where all have you taken that van? So I bought the van in Maine and then drove, like did a little tour through the Northeast and then took, I I had a two month temporary license plate. So I used my whole two months in the Northeast and then I drove it back to Kansas, California, and then back 
into Colorado, and then down into New Mexico, then back into California, then back all the way up into Canada, and then <laughs> Were back <you> lost? down. <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of going. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like what, that not... makes a star on a map. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I was all over. Well, I mean, what's the uh, what's the old saying? Not all that wander are lost. You know. I mean, that's you know exactly <laughs> that is right. The saying. So, so why the van? What inspired you to get the van? Well, for me. I mentioned that I was doing the backpacking beforehand, so I lived about six months out of a backpack, and it was like, huh, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so for like my thing was I was completely broke, and I was living out of a backpack, and it was like, well, I don't want to live out of a backpack, right? But I'm not gonna stop traveling. That's non-negotiable. But I'm broke, (laughs) (laughs) so. What are the options? And Uh, that was pretty much the only option that was affordable to me. I bought the van. It was $2,000, which is basically what I made fishing. Mm -hmm. Um, So took that, put all that into the van, and then uh, lived on credit for like a year. Yeah, I can see how that would be. So that's very challenging to do that. So what are some of the biggest challenges you've had as far as like living in a van and all of that? Yeah, so hmm, biggest challenge is living in a van. Um, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> I would say plumbing. Plumbing, yeah. There's no plumbing in the van, huh? There, There's very, very, very basic plumbing. Very basic plumbing. Right? I don't know if you could call it plumbing or not. <laughs> we had this conversation a couple of days ago. I was like, plumbing usually involves pipes. Right. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, well, there is one pipe on the roof. All right. <laughs> Do you collect rainwater after that? No, that's oh. just a solar shower. Oh, that, okay. That, that, a solar shower. Cool. That's nice, though. It's debatable if it works. Okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it's, it's up for debate. We've but, had a few of those. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Our fridge definitely was debatable if it oh, worked, yeah, but it was I mean, so it's, cold it's, it didn't really matter. Yeah, that's the way it is. Uh, <laughs> so, so what's been like the best part? Like, what's been like maybe even surprised you about how awesome it is doing what you're doing? Uh, my favorite thing about living the van life uh-huh. is that you get to like go, especially here in Mexico, you can just go drive up on a beach and mm-hmm. park and camp on the beach. So it's like, oh, look, I've got beachfront housing. That's cool. That's awesome. And then you could, like, here, you could literally just flip 180 degrees, like, oh, look, now I have mountain front. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so it's like, depending on what environment you're in, you get to experience the, uh, what would typically be quite expensive housing um, for basically free. Right. So is that, uh, in, why a van as opposed to an RV? Is it a costing, or is it maybe the van gets you more places? Well, for me, with the van, it was just kind of, that's what was available. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I searched Craigslist for like all of a week, maybe, and was like, oh, look, this is the van I'm buying. Right, right. <laughs> it was there in my go. price range, the mileage was good, and, um, but... But they didn't drive too fast in that van with a handicap. Right, right. Yeah, elevator, probably so. not. Yeah, yeah, the only issue is, since it was from the East Coast, there's a little bit of rust mm-hmm. issues, but other than that, I mean, it's a great van. It's held up in Mexico. Solid glass. <laughs> yeah. So, so Rael, what, what, uh, how long have you been traveling with them now, and, and where are you from and everything? So my story's a little bit different. <laughs> okay. Um, I also got burned out of New York, but I was there for much oh, longer. I was okay. there for about 16 years. Okay. And then um, I started traveling in July, and okay. I went to Europe, and I came back to the U.S. to do a little bit of work and visited family here. And then um, him and I met in California. Um, late October, and we've been traveling together for about two months now. How has that been adjustment-wise, going from, I'm assuming, an apartment or a house or something to a van? 
Um, so when I moved out of, like, I formally moved out of New York. Okay. I can go back to my father's place in Massachusetts if I need a place, but I don't really feel like I have a place to live right, right now, so I've been kind of, like, free-floating anyway, just okay. going from so different cities. we're all city. homeless. We're all homeless. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's good. Um, and spending this quantity of time in a van has been, um, it's been mixed. It's been, like... Yeah. Like, kind of amazing to be able to just go whenever you feel like it to a new location, mm -hmm. you know, and have that sort of autonomy and freedom. And there's also just, like, two people spending a lot of time in a small environment. Right, no. <laughs> what so that does. That's what I thought about this boat. But the yeah. square footage is much, much bigger. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have, like, four times the square footage of, I guess, of the inside of your van. Yeah, I have 56 square feet. <laughs> 56 square You've got it all. I, I don't even know how much yeah, living space I, is on this. My cubic foot, I mean, multiply... Yeah. that by five foot high so I don't know what the math is on that but it's not even much cubic foot <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right so I mean do y'all do you guys either of you I mean do you miss having a home base are you pretty happy right now with the lifestyle you're doing there's kind of floating around well I mean there's always trade-offs for anything that you're gonna do in life and so it's like what are you willing to trade and having a home base is amazing mm -hmm. I mean like that's a great way to do it. Um, you can get mail there. Yeah, you can get mail. You can relax. Mm -hmm. um, showers but, are bigger. Yeah. So in the or winter, there are showers. Period. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are showers. In in the winter, I, I did uh, like a month and a half, two months in Joshua Tree, and I rented out a room. So that um, that was nice to have like a base in a house, an actual space, and be able to like button down and work and all of that. So I tried to like base when I can for mm -hmm. like maybe a month at a time but um, that would be like if I could change only one thing it would be like I would want to base right. like once every three or four months I, I think it's the same way on a boat to be honest every three to four months if, if I've been out at sea or not at sea but just living on a boat for three or four months I, I'm generally so you're due ah uh, well we're getting there <laughs> but, <laughs> but we probably won't actually I, you know but hey it'll be a long time but we can talk about that later but all right so about your channel uh it's been you've done very successful in a, in a short amount of time with it I guess you started this version of your channel a year and a half ago and you've already got I believe 350,000 or more subscribers yeah it's somewhere around 350,000 um, I don't really keep too sure tight an eye on it but yeah I started YouTube four and a half years ago about in November of 2013 so is that about four and a half years ago something like that mm -hmm. yeah and so that's when I started you know it took me two and a half years to go from zero to six thousand yeah and then in two and a half years i tried out like four different channels i think then i switched to the way i'm doing it now and in six months i went from six thousand to twenty four thousand and then i had a, a video that got three hundred thousand views in a month and that took wow. me from twenty four thousand to sixty five thousand yeah, which video was that that was is titled um, "Van Life as a Solo Female Traveler." <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I guess you know that very well then. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that, but that's um. That, so speaking of that, I mean, how do you find your subjects for this, and, and what do you do? So how do you what do you do with them once you find it, and and what is the video about? Yeah, so um, finding the subjects is probably it's. Um, a, a labor intensive mm -hmm. time because like a lot of it's just online like scouring the internet trying to find cool funky 
living like, places like yeah like tree houses and... or people that are living in domes or people that like decide to dig into a mountain and live in this really? of mountain have you found one of those no <laughs> <laughs> i feel like arizona like... or new mexico has like um yeah you would think new mexico would probably no i know for sure there's like cities made out of like um like trash oh yeah yeah and like somehow like adobe'd up and everybody's yeah. like hippied out and doing all this interesting stuff and just straight living off like nothing we would love yeah. like electricity running water they've made it all yeah like yeah i haven't found anybody that's dug into a hill yet but that's like the way that i want to do it eventually <laughs> yeah, there you go if i ever that's buy cool. land um so it's like a lot of online research and then there's kind of three different ways that i find people it's either on the internet um either somebody recommends them to me or i just stumble across them and it's right. like cool yeah uh and so then what what i do for the video is um i do a sit down interview with them and then they do a tour of their dwelling place and then i cut that up into a video that's pretty cool yeah yeah so i mean what 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 do you i mean why do your subjects do this i mean what what's their main is there like a theme you get between all of them i mean is, do they do it for the same reason they're kind of tired of the norm or what is it um i don't know if there is like one reason why anybody does anything right but something that seems to be like a trend is in the u.s at least we've been provided a template with how to live mm -hmm. and most a lot of people are going hey i don't like that that's right. i don't want to live in a cookie cutter house in suburbia um and go to college get an ungodly amount of debt and then work for somebody until I'm 60 so then I can maybe retire after I've had kids and all of that and then maybe you can go do something fun maybe maybe, maybe. Um, so it's like I don't know the, the way the US has set it up uh, a lot of people are just like realizing that they don't have to do that mm -hmm. that like you are an independent entity and you can kind of do whatever you want as long as it's not illegal i think the internet's really helped with that too. right yeah it's shown that's like one of the things with the channel is it, it shows all these different ways that you could potentially do it all these mm -hmm. ways that people are doing it so it's like maybe you're still living in a and in suburbia but you're like hey I, this doesn't resonate with me i don't like it but i don't know what i want to do it's right. like well is a van for you is a bus for you is an rv for you is a tree house for you is a tiny house for you is mm -hmm. like what is it like what would be the way that you actually want to live do you want to live on a boat do you want to live in an airplane like how would you want to do it that would actually make you happy and so to me the thing is like it's it seems like people are just taking a shift in moving towards living more intentionally right. and living in a way that they actually decided they wanted to live opposed to just living on momentum and living on the expectations and standards that everybody else has put in place. I, I see that as a pretty big trend, especially with the younger generations is they're coming I mean, used to, it was like, okay, you, you get out of high school, go to college, you get out of college, go get a job, you got a job, get married, have kids, do all this, buy your house, all this stuff. And I think the, especially the younger, with houses and cars yeah, and get a $3,000 a month mortgage. And I think everything for your kids college tuition yeah and i think and then retire at 65 if you can repeat and then yeah i think a lot of people like you say are kind of rejecting that i think yeah. that tiny house movement kind of turned the light on for a lot of people yeah. like whoa i could live in a small place move around mm. and have limited bills and then so 
Yeah. <laughs> or no what? bills. There you go. <laughs> so I mean, like as far maybe the better question for you, mm-hmm. uh, Rail, is is safety wise when you're on the road in the van. How did you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that both myself and Dylan have pretty good senses of intuition in right. places that feel safe or not, mm-hmm. um, and we listen to those. And yeah. so. There's been a couple of places in Mexico that have felt a little bit sketchy, and right. we both acknowledge it, and we both act accordingly. Yeah. So, I mean, I trust our judgment with right. that. Just be aware of your surroundings and everything. Yeah, um, but it, it definitely took a little bit of getting used to, like, you know, sleeping in public, so to speak. Even though you're enclosed, right. you know, you can still hear some of the ambient noise around you much more loudly. Um, and so I felt a little bit vulnerable and yeah. a little bit exposed speaking with, but then eventually you just get used to it as yeah. people get used to most things <laughs> you, you do <laughs> one of the really interesting things about like sleeping in a van in a public place is like when you're in the van you can hear everything like crystal clear that it's outside but nobody can hear anything that's in the van because outside they have all that noise right. and then they're trying to hear like through your structure they just you can't hear into a van um but in the van you're like Oh my god, I'm literally sleeping <laughs> in the world. A megaphone, like... Yeah, uh, there's somebody right next to you getting in and out of their car or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you can hear people talking, you can hear everything. So, so Marinas I mean, aren't the quietest places no, either, not. No, but I do feel neighbors. safe with security guards, and we usually have, like, a gate, so people have to buzz in and right. out, but then sometimes those gates don't always Work, shut, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and workers come in and out, and so you don't really necessarily know what the traffic is. Right. Well, speaking uh, of boating and all that, so you're, you've got some maybe changes coming in the future, I mean, what is the future of your travel and, and your uh, channel look like? I'm wanting to get a boat. There you go. <laughs> That's the goal. The goal is to go to Europe and figure out how to get a boat and then sail the Mediterranean. When when are you wanting to do that? In like two months. Two months. <laughs> so you went by foot right. to automobile <laughs> yeah. to sea. That's yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah, that's natural progression. What's sounds next? Like a jet? <laughs> yeah, jets. Private jet. There you go. That's what you need next. Private jet, then spaceship. Right. Spaceship. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Call us. Right, so, <laughs> I want to so, go to space. So how are you preparing for this? I mean, what are you uh, what are you doing to get ready to go sailing? Um, I'm doing all sorts of different things, reading different books on sailing and seamanship and all those different things that um, are involved with that. Because the goal is to have a boat that's large enough to house like five to six people relatively comfortably um, so that I could have a full-time crew of three people, including myself, um, and then bring people aboard when... um, Guess. It happens, yeah. And so, I mean, there's a lot of different things involved in that. Like, one of the things is you're going to be on the sea, and you're going to be the owner of a boat with other people's lives in your hands. Right, yeah. So there's, like, a lot of leadership and just practical things to learn in that. So still learning how to sail, still learning all of those things, learning how the weather works, learning how the wind and the water works, all of that. Um, also, just learning about, about boats and like, how am I going to get a boat? Right. <laughs> yeah, that still don't know that, but yeah. it'll happen. Um, you have and, to be a mechanic, a plumber, an electrician, right, and right. like. Well, imagine having a van. He, it's, he's probably already right, right. like you that. You already seem very like. Yeah, and I grew up as a carpenter, so cool. I grew up remodeling homes, so I have a basic understanding of you know tools. A lot of things. Yeah, I mean enough to 
build basic things. Right. <laughs> and so... You got this. You got a foundation. <laughs> yeah. So you are planning to go to sailing school, I believe you said? Yeah, I think I want to uh, go to sailing school in Florida. Yeah. We'll see how that happens, but... Um, the goal right now is to do that in mid to late March, and then sometime in April, make my way over to Europe, and then hopefully in May or June, have a boat. So are you, uh, as far as, as your channel is concerned, you're going to continue the alternative living spaces? Yeah, so I post every Monday a short documentary on alternative living spaces. Those are anywhere between like 8 and 12 minutes long, let's say, mm -hmm. and that gets posted every Monday about... Um, unless, of course, like this week, I don't have internet, and so it'll be posted on Wednesday <laughs> right, because right. I'm in Mexico. Right, no, right. I know uh, how that goes. So, but that'll be consistent, and then um, I want to add on other series, uh, sailing series, travel series, and things like that. So, so you're just upping your workload a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We've done yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I know how that goes. But so, so I mean, I get, is this, uh, so as far, I mean, you've only been with sailing with us for a couple days now. I mean, is this... Yeah, is this something you, you're excited about now? I mean, has it turned you off at all doing this? No, I like your boat. It's a nice boat. Um, the thing that I really dig is being able to stand up. Oh, right. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about it. Yeah, you can't stand up in your van. No. I've seen the video. You can, well, you but you're your like, you're kind of yeah. punched over. I see, I've seen you do it. I think you can you can do it, but you're punched over like that. You know, I don't know. I guess, well, they can't is see that it. Is <laughs> that partial stretch? This is an audio. They can't see what I'm doing. So. Yeah. Right, right. But yes. He you was can looking like Shrek, everyone. Yeah. Like, well, you know. You can hunch over in the van, or you can kneel, or you can sit. And yeah. those are the three options. So or I, you can lay down, I guess. So, so how was your first night? Yeah, on the water, like sleeping like that. It's good. I've slept on boats before. Um, and my experience being on boats is like, I just don't really get seasick. I've only gotten seasick once. And that's because this was on the fishing boat. I woke up and we we're in the middle of a channel and it was like pretty, like pretty decent chop. And so I... Woke up, stood up, and was like, oh, God. <laughs> to the rail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey, I thanks for joining us on sale, and thanks for sitting down and having this podcast with us. And uh, you guys, if you're listening, you can check them out. in The uh, the link's in the show, mo show notes. Or you can just search Google or YouTube for Dylan Magaster. That's D-Y-L-A-N-M-A-G-A-S-T-E-R. And uh, you will, will his, his, his channel will surely be the number one thing that comes up. So Yeah. Again, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, all right. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so Absolutely. much. All right. And of course, we want to also thank uh, Gulf Charters Thailand. This is uh, their, their boat. boat. And Island Spirits, their boat too. They've kind of merged now. They're under one umbrella. And then, um, so you can uh, GulfChartersThailand.com um, or you can just search and Island Spirits. Interested in sailing school? They have a sailing. They school They do have as a sailing well. school there in Thailand. That's true. They might make you a deal on that. I don't know if you want to go all the way to they Thailand. They would totally, totally make you. A deal. Yeah, I'm sure they would. <laughs> but it would be a good time. Uh, and then, of course, we want to thank the patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this out uh, without you. Uh, Patreon.com/slash/sailingdoodles, or you can just go to sailingdoodles.com, and there's a link there. Support our videos. So uh, thanks, guys, and we'll see you on the next. Uh, well, you'll hear us on the next episode. Absolutely.